17 p.m. Let's talk about what it is that you want to do in life. Be a better version of yourself. Go out there and explore. You want to go out there and do something? You want to create? You want to, you know, whatever it is you want to become in life, go out and do it. Don't listen to what other people think. Yeah, you can get an opinion or an advice from someone. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to take it. See, for me, I know exactly what I want to do. But I don't want to hear anything from the peanut gallery, okay, which is my family. Yeah, my family may have their opinions and suggestions and, you know, their thoughts on certain things that I want to do. My older sister always says, if you want to go out there, go out there and do it. You don't, again, need approval or validation from people to run your own life, to do what you want to do in your life. You want to try something, do it. You've got the movers and you've got the non-movers. The movers are the people that go out and make things happen. They create. But in order for you to create, you are going to struggle. You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to fail many times. But all of that is a strength. And in order for you to get to where you want to be, in, in your anywhere in your life, when you want to be at the top, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. That's okay. You're going to fail. That's okay. You're going to struggle. That's okay. If someone tells you, no, that's not okay, honestly, they don't know what they're talking about. Again, in one year, out the other, you do what's right for you. You go out there and be the best person that you could be. Be a better version. I'm not saying be the best. When you, when you tell someone you have to be the best, you know what that sounds like to me? You have to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. You know, perfection is highly overrated. Think about this. In any industry that you work for, everyone's like saying, you've got to be perfect. No, you don't. When you put emphasis on perfection for, for someone, that person has to be perfect. In other words, they can't make a mistake. They can't fail. They can't struggle. Honestly, that's unrealistic. You're putting pressure on someone to be perfect. Well, in all honesty, you could be a better version of yourself. You could be a better version of you. I consider myself to be a better version of me. A better version of me. You know what that means? In other words, I'm not perfect by any means. Now, I can easily say to you, I can easily say to you, I don't want to be perfect. Think about the people that are out there that think, oh yeah, no, perfection. Like, wherever it is, you're, you're going to be perfect. At the job, in your home life. Uh, you know, again, perfection doesn't exist, number one. Number two, there's no such thing as a perfect person. Because when you say to me, I'm perfect, what do you mean? What is the definition of perfection? Now, you could be a better version of yourself and not put any pressure on you. But when you say, I want to be the best, best equals perfection. They're both kind of in that same category. Best equals perfection. So for me, I'm going to strive to go out there and do what I have to do to achieve, to get by in this world. But I am struggling, I'll admit it to you. Am I letting it stop me? Am I letting it get me depressed? No. I have to move on, persevere, forge ahead. If you want to make something of yourself, get out there and do it. Get out there and do it. And if you fail, fine. If you, if you make a mistake, that's okay. If you struggle, that's okay too. They're all strengths. 
There are no weaknesses. And if anybody says, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I do know what I'm talking about. How many times I've been in jobs where, yeah, I've been there for a period of time. But see, now you think to yourself, what makes an employer or a company keep certain people at companies and corporations? What is it that they're looking for in a person? Someone who's outgoing? Someone who can get the job? And someone who's dedicated and focused to the job 110%? Now, if you're only going to strike out of the people who are, quote, well, we want only people who are personable and outgoing, but what about the people who are introverts? I think introverts can get the, get the job done just as, just as much as an, out, as an extrovert. And I also think they're dedicated to the job 110%. They don't have time to sit there and dilly-dally and talk with people and, and go out and, and have, like, take a break at the water cooler to gossip. No. See, when I, every job I've been at, I was dedicated and I stayed focused. I stayed focused because I really didn't want to lack that attention. In other words, if, say, you're dealing with a customer, let's say, you have to stay 110% focused. you got to hear what they're saying, what they're asking, what they're requesting, so you can fulfill their request and get what it is they're asking, whatever information it may be. Um, but if you're an extrovert and you're one of those people, oh, you know, I have a deadline, but I'm just going to take my sweet little time. And I'm just going to hang out with my friends at the water cooler. That's not me. And a lot of people used to think that, oh, she's antisocial. She doesn't want to hang out with anybody. She, well, I'm sitting there to do my work. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place when you need to go out and do a job. Where actually, I'm sorry. There's a time and a place when you need to hang out with your friends. See, in this part of the world, I don't have friends. But again, it's not by choice. It's just that I've been hurt in the past, and I thought to myself, I can make it in this world without any kind of help. Now, I'll admit to you, there are things that I do need help with in terms of, say, if I want to do my life story, yeah, I will need help. I need professionals to help me with that. I could try to do it myself. I could probably take a course and teach myself the basics on how to create a stunning video where it will draw people's attention and then make it viral. I could probably do that. But then at one point I'll start something and then I won't finish it. But if I have somebody that I'm working under or someone who's teaching me, then I'll have my focus on that person. Kind of like shadowing them. You follow somebody around and you take notes and you learn what they're learning and you really listen to what they're saying. See, that's the key word. You really listen to what they're saying. Now, I've been known to be, quote, a good student. I take my notes, I ask my questions, and then I see if I could try it myself. Virtual on-the-job on training, virtual hands-on, where you're physically not just being taught how to do something, but you're actually doing it. That's the real part of learning in any industry that you go into. Yeah, I could watch a movie and a film strip of how things are done, but I want to physically be there to see if I could do it. I could say, hey, look, I can guide you, I could direct you, or I can learn how to use like the special equipment made in the video or whatever. Now, see, for me, it's the, the, the thing that I might have little trouble with is reading from a script. Because you got to memorize lines. I actually was talking to my sister earlier, and I said, I remember that drama class. I had to take a, we had to do a play in grammar school. We each had a part to do, and we would memorize and memorize. And then when it came time for the actual show, I got stage fright. As soon as the curtain opened up, I saw the people in the audience, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I had one line. I couldn't even remember the one line. I was trying to remember. I, was, I froze. But then the teacher from on the sound side of the stage, she held up 
what my line was. And then I memorized it for a split second and I was able to say it and get through it. And I'm like, what a relief. But I mean, one line. Now, imagine having to do more than one line. You're like, oh my God. So it's like when you study for a test, you absorb all that information, you have it up here. When it comes time for you to take that test, you'll know. It's just like instant, right? I was the type of student that would study weeks in advance for finals because again, everybody else had their, oh, I got plenty of time. Yeah, you don't get it. Those weeks go by quick and you gotta know and absorb all this information so you have it and you're ready to do it. Otherwise, you're gonna forget. Now, a lot of people think, there are some people that just know this information and don't need to study because they're straight A students. But me, myself, and I, I would study, I would study so much just to kind of like, so I had an idea of what I was, what I was doing. Um, it was important to me, you know? And anytime when, you, when, when you're learning on the job and you take notes, the good thing to do is to do it virtual hands-on, learning it firsthand. How do I operate an equipment? How do I take pictures? How do I direct someone? I mean, there's so much involved. Now, I've watched somebody through a YouTube video. I've actually seen how they do something. And I'm like, well, this is interesting, you know? But again, watching it and then physically doing it, two different things. So now if you have your dreams, reach for the stars, as they say. You know, for me, it was always about, this is what I want to do in my lifetime after I've survived everything else. What did I do? What did I accomplish? I'm still trying to figure out what did I do? Well, you survived cancer and you're here. You're 17 year breast cancer survivor. Yeah, but you know, I can't use that line all the time. I could say that I inspired people, I helped people along the way, I told them my story, I gave them a suggestion and advice. I basically just, now I could probably, I had an idea in my head, since I'm doing these podcasts, and I'm sure most of you people are listening to it, wherever you are in the world and at what time, whether you stay up or you, or you wait till the next day or whatever, I appreciate all the support all of you are giving me, but... I want to do this at a different platform. Maybe get out there and physically do a show and invite people on. I think if you invite guests or if you have somebody in mind that you want to really talk to, it would help boost up the ratings, number one, and getting as many subscribers and listeners. Because to me, that's important. And I think, well, that if I do it in video format, you could see me. Instead of just hearing me, you could see me and all the raw emotions that I talk about with each topic. Each part of my life was emotional. Um, now, I can actually take this portion, this episode, and probably share it with all of the social media, but I really don't want to do that. I don't. Why, you say? Well, again, social media, in my opinion, is poison. Social media is poison. You know, I don't like Facebook. Don't like Twitter. Uh, Instagram is all right. YouTube, yeah, okay. LinkedIn, again, is more of a professional network, but people kind of go off the track, the beaten track, and talk about other stuff other than the companies and the jobs and all that stuff. I mean, you could do a variety on LinkedIn, but I just think that some of the people on there are a little critical. Um, and again, for me, social media, it's good, but it's not. I just think that 
your private life is private. And when you reveal it to everybody out there in the world, it's like you're waiting to be judged by everybody, unknown people out there in the social media land. It's like you're getting their approval for what? What do you need approval for? If you're good at something, go out there and do it. You know, we all have hidden talents. I probably have talents that I never even knew existed. I watched my mother, to give you a perfect example, my mother, she was more than just a housewife and mother. She was a good teacher. She could actually sit there and knit for hours, blankets, pillows, and she'd make pictures. And I'm like, wow, all the things that she said, she was very handy to have around. Jill, I don't need anybody to do this for me. My mother was kind of like a Mrs. Fix-It after my father passed because I figured, well, we're two women in the house. What can, what do we know? She knew a lot more than that she let on, and I was surprised at the things that she could do. But I miss her. And Saturday nights, we used to hang around together, play cards, and watch television at the same time. And she was good at every game. <laughs> we had our own versions. We used to play gin rummy. I used to play... Uh, game called 20 not blackjack similar to blackjack but you had to get 21 um through the suits like how many diamonds the diamonds were considered uh i forget how many points like 10 points or five points and then it's whatever whatever range it is whether it's diamonds hearts whatever clubs i think no the the diamonds and the clubs were more the spades and the hearts weren't supposedly i don't know but anyway um so we would play cards We had our own games that we played. I missed that, you know, because it was something to do to to keep yourself occupied. Because, again, I really didn't have any friends. If I had friends, it would have been different. And I think she knew that. A part of her felt that, I don't like to see you sad. I want to see you go out and just have a good time. But then again, she was very overprotective. She was always worried. You hear the horror stories about young women traveling alone and something happens. Except a mom. Where we are in this neighborhood, it's safe. I don't even have to go out of this neighborhood. I can just be within the town because there's so much to do. It was used to be back in the day in this town, there was not many places you could go to, but now it's been expanded. You can go down and take a walk by the river. There's a park, but you have to drive down or or you can go shopping in one of the strip area, the strip malls here. There's always something to do. And if you don't want to stay here, you can go across the river, hop on a boat or whatever, and just go across the river. Because again, New York City, we're connected by the river here, the Hudson and the East River. Further on the other side, but I can't see it, is the George Washington Bridge, so the bridge is there. I could see from my room certain buildings that are lit up like the Empire State Building, and it's really pretty. At nighttime, New York City is beautiful on a clear night. Then you see boats passing by and cruise ships, and you know, it's just nice. And you think to yourself, well, this is a nice area. And of course, a movie was made in this town. So now, ooh, now everybody famous is moving in this town. But again, I don't see that. I always see them as people doing a job for a living. Again, I'm not phased by celebrity stardom. Everybody gets so, like, worked up when they see someone walking down the street that, oh, my God, you know, no. Again, I learned from my father when he worked in a nightclub. There are people doing a job, so treat them as such. Don't put them in a special category. Don't, you know, because it's like saying the rest of the world doesn't really matter. We're not important. Come on now. Everybody's important. Everybody's well-known. Everybody is a celebrity in their own right. In other words, you can create something. You could invent something. You could, um, you can be somebody 
that people would know, be recognizable, and necessarily don't have to be on television. I mean, look at Elon Musk. Look at Bill Gates. Look at all those people that created, started from nothing, and look at them now. They're billionaires. I mean, and I think to myself, you could do it at any age in your lifetime. You don't have to be at a certain age. That's why I said, when you're going out there with your hidden talents, show the world who you are. And don't be ashamed to show them who you are. In other words, don't be ashamed of your background and where you come from. And again, everyone has a story to tell. I'm amazed by the people who have actual stories of, oh, this is what, how I grew up. This is where I started. This is, you know, I love hearing about that. I don't want to hear about people that have, have it already made, but had things done for them. That to me is not a struggle because you've had people do things for you. You weren't able to stand on your own two feet. So if you can't stand on your own two feet, I really don't want to associate with you. Now, it was harder for me when I lost both my parents. I thought, how am I going to make it in this world without them? Now, I have family close by, but again, I want to show them that I could stand on my own two feet. I don't want to always rely on family. I want to see if I can do it on my own because I think it's very important. You got to learn, you know, at some point down the line, you have to. I always tell people who are born into wealth, so you never had anything done for yourself. You had people do things for you. What happens if the people that you rely on die? Then you got to learn how to stand on your own. You got to learn how to live life and do things on your own. I still don't understand how that's done. I've actually been to school with people that have had them. They were chauffeured around. They were being driven to and from. They didn't really do anything on their own. I'm like, but what happens if the people that you have in your life are just suddenly gone? You got to learn how to stand on your own two feet. You can't always rely on. And my mother always said to me, because again, I had a hard time letting her go. Um, when she died, it was just too much for me. I couldn't take it. But a part of me thought, what am I doing in this world? Am I making a difference? That's what I thought at the time. And I thought, she was my rock, my savior, somebody that I can confide in, somebody that I can go to when I wasn't feeling well or, or was feeling depressed. She always managed to cheer me up and make me feel like I belonged. But then when she passed away, everything just stopped. My world stopped at a standstill. Everybody was moving ahead of me, and I was just stuck. And I'm like, and every time I got close to somebody, the reaction was, Something bad happened to them, they would get sick and die, or they would just disappear. And I thought, wow. It's hard for me to open up my heart, because I was always afraid of getting hurt. I've been hurt three times already, three times. But now it's different. I've opened up my heart to someone. It took a long time, though. It didn't happen overnight. When my mother said, when you meet that final person, the one person who comes into your life, the one man who makes you whole and complete and makes you feel special, that's the man that you need to hold on to. And that's the man who's going to make you happy. And that's the man who's going to take care of you. And that's the man who's going to protect you from everything that's out there. That she was always afraid that if I was left alone, that something bad would happen. I said, Mom, you're watching too many of these shows here. But think about it. Think about your life in general. You always have to watch out. Watch where you are in your surroundings. Don't be, you know, don't put your guard down. Keep your guard up. And be careful. Be wary of people. See, in me, I, I, that's why I don't really go out anywhere. You know, I keep myself indoors. Because really, where am I going to go? I can take a drive, but I really don't want to do that if I don't have to. 
Now, if I have a purpose where I can go to a job five days a week and then I have those two days off, that's fine. See, right now, it's a Saturday and it's cold outside. There's no reason for me. Before, it was snowing. It was like an instant snow thing that just came and went. Nothing really happened, though. It's gone now, but it's very cold outside. It's still winter over here. But, but spring is around the corner. It's what I'm waiting for, spring. When everything is reborn again, and, and, and there's life, and then the animals come out, and the flowers are blooming, and there's life. And it's like, now it's like, you're kept in the house, it's very cold. See, for me, I don't have anybody to talk to. Yes, I have an animal. Yes, they say it's always good to have a pet. They lower your blood pressure, but like my cat right now is sleeping. He's awake at night. Sometimes he is. Other times, when I'm ready to go to sleep, he keeps me up at night. But see, the thing is, I love him so much. I can't be angry with him. He's an old, he's an old cat. I don't know if he's going to make it to his 18th birthday. I really don't. His birthday's in April. And I think my heart would really break if I lost him. I would be totally alone. Would I get out, go out and get another pet? I don't know. It's hard when you get attached to an animal, like people. When you get attached to someone and they die, it's really hard to go on, but it's not impossible. But the hurt is there. For me, it was hard. I lost people, pets, friends, family friends. I've lost so many people that I, I'm immune to it. I'm immune to death. And everyone's like, how can you be immune to death? Well, let's just say it's not shocking anymore. You know, people close to you die, and, and, you know, if they die unexpectedly, that's one thing. But if they die, if you know if they were sick for a long time, they had an illness or something else happened, then it's not shocking. But when it's something that just happened out of the blue, then you start to question it. Immortality. Are you immortal? Everyone asked me one time, are you immortal? Because I survived death six times. I don't know. Again, I was at the right place at the right time, and I had my late mother watching over me, and God. It wasn't your time yet. When your time is up, he knows it. He's the only one who knows when that will be. But you hope to God that it's not sooner, because again, I have things that I want to do in my lifetime. I have places I want to see and people that I want to help out, and I can't do that if I'm not here. I want to leave behind a legacy. I want people to remember me for all the good that I've done. You always wanted to know that. What would be written on your plaque? And, you know, everything says, like, rest in peace. Here lies so-and-so. This is what they did, or this is what they're remembered for. I look at my mother and father, their plaque. The only thing I said to my mother when she was like, I don't want to see your date filled in. I don't want to see that. But when, you know, I haven't been to the cemetery, and I should go. I'm waiting for the weather to get a little bit decent, because it's cold up there. I might make a video and introduce all of you to my parents. But see, again, they're not there. They're here in the house with me. Their bodies might be there. Their spirits are all around us. They're in my heart will always be in my heart special place in my heart but I always thought my parents would be around a long time it's just so weird 
as the years go by, the people that are no longer with you, it hurts me to this day. I still can't get over it. A part of me is like, I feel like time just stopped for me. That I'm caught between in the past and what's going on now. And sometimes I wish I can take back everything that happened in the past and just start all over again. Of course, we can't do that. We have to move ahead. So anything you want to do in your life, do yourselves a favor. Go out there and do it. Don't have to get special approval. Don't need validation from anybody. If you feel it's the right time to go out and do what you want to do, do it. Don't listen to what other people are saying. Yeah, they can put their two cents in. They can give you a suggestion. You don't have to take it. In the end, the decision is up to you. You're the one who's in charge of your life. You're the one who's in charge of you and where you want to be in life. And again, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to fail. It's okay to struggle. Those are all strengths. That's how you get up there with the rest of everybody. And you'll look back and say, oh my God, you know what? She was right. Yeah. And don't don't listen when people say to you, you have to be perfect. Again, no such thing as perfection. If there was perfection, don't you think all of the world would be perfect? That would be unrealistic, number one. Number two, you'd never make a mistake. You'd never fail. You'd be a person that's really not real. Think about it. I've seen perfect people. Perfect people, oh, I'd never make a mistake, and I'm always happy. Yet. See, that's unrealistic. In other words, that doesn't belong in this part, in any part of the world, not just here, all over the world. Come on now. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go because it's almost 4 o'clock, and I need to eat something. But I just want to say, you want to go out there and do something, fulfill your dreams and your goals, go out there and do it. And again, you don't need the approval or validation of, of anybody in social media or in real life. You really don't. Go out there and do what makes you, make you, makes you happy. Because again, in the end, it's up to you. Your life is in your hands. So, God bless all of you. Have a great holiday week, a great weekend. Uh, Stay positive, stay strong. Take care.